0: Hello, and welcome back for another Toasted Tale with me, Jim. I am, as always, super happy you decided to join me today around the fireside. If like me, you enjoy hearing stories, then you've come to the right place. I think there are interesting stories in every subject, and they're just waiting to be found and shared. In this podcast, we're going to take a random subject and use it as a seed to do some research for one hour. And in that time, I'm going to try and bring out the best story I can find that hopefully you and I will find enjoyable. So let's bring out the tale randomizer and find out what today's subject will be. Alright, so today it's landed on Wellington Diaz. He is a Brazilian politician But I just want to clarify at the beginning of this podcast that I am not an expert on Wellington Diaz. I have never met the man, and before today I haven't had any need to do any research into his life. I'm just a guy who likes finding interesting stories and learning a thing or two along the way. So as not to keep you all waiting, through the power of the fireside and podcast editing, I've done the hour's research. So let's get into today's tale. So first, I want to ask a question. What factors contribute to making people who they end up becoming? In every country, for those of you who are listening, if I was to ask you, where is a part in the country, an area, or a county, or a state, which is like underdeveloped, or less affluent than the rest of the country, then you could probably all imagine an area where you wouldn't want to live there, or the people there haven't got as much money, there's less resources, infrastructure, that kind of thing. I live in the UK and there are definitely areas that I can point to on a map and go, well, you know, historically that part of the country has been financially hit hard by these policies, or hasn't economically bounced back as well as some other areas of the country. And I think that can be said for all countries around the globe. Taking that view, though, is quite a uh, top-down view. It's kind of like seeing it just in numbers and statistics. But you've got to ask about how this affects the people living in these areas. How much do your surroundings, when growing up, affect the type of person you'll become? It's the timeless argument between nature versus nurture, isn't it? Are you the person you're going to be at birth, or do your surroundings affect you, and what the balance is between those two? Now, personally, I think it's undeniable that there are definite advantages to living in certain areas over others. For example, if you're growing up with a place nearby a good school, then you're more likely to get a better education, which can often lead to greater success in life. If, for example, you grow up in an area which is riddled with crime, then you've definitely got a disadvantage. If you're always worrying about if you go out, walking around the streets, that you may get robbed or stabbed, then that's going to have a definite effect on how you interact with the world. Even something as simple as the people you are around, if you are surrounded by people who have found a way to make good money in careers they enjoy where they've got upward mobility, then there's a high chance you're going to join that group. On the flip side, if you're surrounded by people who feel like their country or area has left them behind who cannot get work because maybe the jobs have left the town or they feel oppressed by local authorities and a deep in resentment has formed about the perceived unfairness of society in the way that their lives have turned out, then you are more likely to join that group as well. I love one of the lines that the motivational speaker, Jim Rome, says, quote, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, end quote. And so, if the five closest people to you are societally underachieving, or maybe below average, then what does that do for your chances to achieve, personally? This has been a problem that governments and groups have been trying to solve for what feels like forever. Helping those who maybe are not in the best of situations reach up and elevate themselves. And we all like an underdog story, so we've all heard the tale of the plucky person who, despite all the odds, kick themselves out of an undesirable situation and goes on to great success. Now while those stories may be in the minority compared to most people in those situations who are only able to maintain the maybe status quo of where they were brought up and their lives, the story of the person able to drag themselves up from adversity to a position of prosperity is an inspiration to all. And I think this leads us nicely to start talking about the main character of today's show. Just as a disclaimer as well, a lot of the names and places are Brazilian Portuguese, and so I'm going to do my best with pronunciation, but if I do get anything wrong, then please do forgive me. Wellington Diaz was born in the municipality of Loreas son of Joaquim Antonio Nito, a truck driver. He was born in Piauí and was raised in Pais Laisi in the northeastern state of Brazil. Now just to give a bit more information about Piauí, this is one of the poorest states in Brazil. Situated in the northeast of the country, it's mostly landlocked with a very short amount of coastline. In this state, there are around 3,164,000 people and most of these people are either employed in agriculture or services to be provided. The average income for Brazilians living in Piauí is around 8,137 Brazilian real. And this is in comparison to the richest state in Brazil, which is the Distrito Federal with an average income of 64,653 real. So it was where Wellington Diaz was born, in the poorest area of the country, to modest family, where he starts his journey. And that environment will obviously have an effect on how you grow up, your thoughts on society and the world, and also where you see your future going. Now as with most countries there is usually a divide in political parties appealing to those with different political persuasions. Now in Brazil the largest left-leaning political party is the Workers' Party which has a great deal of members and support in areas of the country and as you can imagine left-wing leaning political parties can often be popular in areas of countries that are more deprived or underdeveloped and so the Workers' Party in Brazil, which is sometimes referred to uh, as like a shortened as PT, the Workers' Party is almost like an English uh, translation of its original Brazilian name, has strongholds in some of the poorer parts of Brazil and is very popular in Piauí. As a quick aside, uh, the Workers' Party is actually the largest left-wing party in the whole of Latin America. It was launched in 1980 by a group of of militants who were opposed to Brazil's military government at the time. It was made up of trade unionists, left-wing intellectuals and artists and Catholics linked to the liberation theology. They've come a long way since their inception and play a strong part in this story. So during Wellington Diaz's youth he joined the undergraduate course in Portuguese literature at the Federal University of Piauí and in 1982 he specialized in public policy and government at the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro. Starting working at the age of 19 he got his start as a broadcaster at the radio Diffusura in Teresina, Piauí. After this he went into banking, holding various positions in his early 20s and at the age of 22 passed the completion for the Caxia Economica Federal CEF, which made him a career employee and held positions in management up until 1984. Wellington started his political activism at a young age as well, working in the university student movement, getting involved with the ecclesiastical based communities or CEBs and also in the union movements. At the age of 23, Wellington became affiliated with the Workers' Party of Brazil. And this was where his political career started to blossom. And honestly, what better a place than the stronghold of the Workers' Party, Piauí to really cut your teeth, politically, and really understand the needs of your fellow man. At the age of 30 was where he got his first step on the political ladder, where in 1992, he was elected councillor of Terracina, and from there, it was only upwards. Next, in 1995, he was elected as a member of the Legislative Assembly of Piauí. And after that, in 1999, he was elected to federal deputy of Piauí. In 2003, he had his first stint as governor of Piauí. After this, in 2011, he changed slightly and went and got the office of federal senator for the state. And then once again, in 2015, he runs for governor of Piauí and becomes the 52nd governor, which is what he holds up to this day. And that's one hell of a rise from someone in the poorest part of the country, and almost using that as an advantage. Seeing what the people wanted, the party who represented the area, and using all his intelligence and political nous to become one of the most influential people in the state. One of the benefits of living and growing up in the state that you end up becoming the governor of is that you know what it needs. Effectively, money, investment and development. One of the such measures that have been supported by Diaz were the two loans that were approved by the World Bank in 2015, one for 120 million and the other for 200 million which were designed for increasing and improving services in education, health, agriculture, and water resources. And this was aimed at generating higher incomes and improving standards of living for poor and vulnerable groups, especially poor farmers and their families who make up a large proportion of the population. Wellington Diaz said of these, quote, These projects recognise the state's efforts on the implementation of public policies, that enhance social and economic inclusion, improve access to education and health, and help small and medium producers make the most of their land through sustainable processes and with improved technical capacity. These measures will not only promote economic growth, but will also build human capital, improve the educational level, and the health services provided to the poor." End quote. He knows, maybe better than anyone, the providing support for the people in the drought-prone state of Piawe, where 40% of the rural population live on less than the monthly minimum wage, and in an area which has got the third highest illiteracy rate in the country, and where child mortality rate is 20.4 per thousand, which is a lot higher than the country's average, that anything to alleviate some of these troubling statistics will go a long way to improving and saving lives within the state. Wellington Diaz made it. He got to the top. Regardless of where he started out as, he became one of the most influential men in his own state. Proving again that it's not about where you start or how you begin, but more about intention, drive, the journey, and shooting for the stars. I want to thank you for spending your time with me today around the fireside. I really enjoyed learning about Wellington Diaz's life and his accomplishments. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to be told when new episodes are uploaded, then following me on Twitter at podcasttale would probably be a good place to start. It's a central place where I currently let people know when new episodes are out, Once again, that's at podcasttale, one word, to follow me there. As always, if you'd like to join me again for another story around the fireside, then I'll be back here every Tuesday and Thursday. Your company will, of course, be greatly welcomed. I hope you all have a lovely rest of day, and I will speak to you again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.